Welcome to the Styled Situation Podcast. We're your hosts, Tamar and Kiara. Hang out with us while we discuss this week's fashion highlights. Welcome to the Styled Situation. We're your hosts, Kiara and Tamar. We're so excited about this episode. It's about gorgeous, gorgeous girls. We're talking about all of our fave <laughs> lamb. Exactly. And we are going to start off giving you guys a rundown of what we're talking about today. So first up, we're going to touch on a little bit of drama that Tamara's been following. The Kardashians being uninvited. Supposedly, allegedly, they won't be invited to the Met. That's very juicy. And then we're going to go over our Oscar faves because we have to chime in, even though we're recording this literally right after the Oscars. But by the time we edit and get it out, it's going to be a few days. Then we're going to talk about our non-invasive procedures that we have loved and some standout beauty products for us and wrap it all up with a really fun beauty smasher pass. Tell me what is going on. Well, do you want to tell me what's going on with you this week or do you want to just get right into the Kardashian drama? We'll catch you up on the week really quickly. It wasn't crazy eventful, but I did go to a dinner party at a client's house Friday and it was beautiful. It was sit down. They had like printed menu Oh, that's uh, so fancy. All their favorite dishes. Yeah, it was very fancy. I was like, you said that this was casual, but... Wait, yeah, I remember you told me, you were like, what should I wear? This is like a really casual dinner at their house. Meanwhile, they have the printed out menus. It wasn't <laughs> as casual as, as I would have it be casual at my house. It was definitely a little bit chicer than that, but it was so fun and just really gorgeous and great wine. They have a vineyard. So it was just beautifully done. I have it beautifully done, but this is a little, but I would say that that was my main highlight. Other than that, just dinner with girls, brunch with girls. So nice. Again, we're going to have such a contrasting week since my whole family had a stomach bug starting with my son. Yeah. sorry and on top of the stomach bug that he's been like throwing up for days then we got sick and then we also all got a cold so I've sound like super nasally it's because I'm recovering from a cold that my son also caught on top of the virus (laughs) but he's doing so much better yeah it's been terrible but anyways okay so enough of the complaining of my past week moving on to better times ahead and maybe a stronger immunity now um, let's talk about the Kardashians uninvited. I think that this, if this is true, I think it'll be really interesting. Last year was the first Met Gala where all the Kardashians and Jenners were invited and attended. Mm-hmm. This year, they've been asked to confirm whether this is true and they have not confirmed or deny it. So I I have to think that that if they wanted to deny it, that they would that they would have. Wait, so it hasn't been confirmed. It has not been confirmed, but I really think that it would make complete sense as the Met Gala's Anna Wintour's baby. So going back to what Kim wore last year, the backlash, what she's been saying recently about her Dolce archives, I can imagine showing a disrespect to the archives and the archival work. Yeah. Yeah. So. I can I can see Anna Wintour trying to take things back into her own age. Do you think she's also kind of getting tired of the whole circus, that drama that fall, that seems to follow this family? And just in general, we were talking before about viral trends. Leading back to like the Balenciaga saga. Right. All these controversial viral trends. Like, is that so that's something that Anna Wintour is now 
trying to disassociate herself with and not inviting these personalities. I can, and it doesn't seem like her style. It seems like she likes things buttoned up her way. She likes control. And do you remember when the first cover that Kim Kardashian was on Vogue? She was wearing a silver long dress. She was with Kanye. And that's when Kanye Mm -hmm. was really legitimizing her. There was Mm -hmm. so backlash of Kim being on the cover. Do you remember Mm -hmm. that? I remember it because I remember the dress. I remember styling a client in it and being so excited because then Kim was on the cover afterwards. But there was like this big air of this isn't even a celebrity. What is she doing? It seemed like not Vogue style at all. And I can just like imagine Anna Wintour not wanting that. Not liking that. So there's a certain point like Anna Wintour does want the attendees to be generating a lot of press and going viral and you know and that's that's basically what the kardashians do so it's interesting that she wants to move away from that or just from them all right oscar faves who were yours Ooh, speaking of the Jenners, Kardashians, I really did love Kendall Jenner. It was like a vintage Gautier. It was beautiful. It was mm-hmm. from the 2000s, 2008. That's like such a great era. And she wears it beautifully. I mean, she looks stunning. So one of my favorite was Allison Williams. And she was wearing the Giambattista Valley couture gown. And it was just a really beautiful. Spoken, like a true ballerina. Like a Yeah, I think that my blaze. Exactly. Give me anything with tool and you've got my attention. You've got my heart. No, I just thought she looked so beautiful. And there was like a really beautiful like back detail, like a little tie that looked like all adorned and looked really, really (laughs) beautiful. And I really liked Cara Delevingne. I mean, I just loved the red gown. It just reminded me of old Hollywood Oscars. And I would just love to see a lot of that in that particular situation even though like she's a model she's gonna look amazing and everything the oscars is like a place for those beautiful dresses for me more than the avant-garde you know craziness yeah like all the sheer that we saw and all the like which is super trending so i'm not surprised it was done you know yeah but you'd expect that more for maybe like grammys or like a music right exactly exactly. i see uh, Carla Delevingne was just like a crowd favorite it was beautiful i really liked for something simple i really liked emily blunt Oh yeah, so chic. I mean, you could wear that. Yeah, you could wear that like rehearsal dinner for your wedding. Like I just, there was so universal. Like you could apply that dress to so many situations. She looked so chic and I love Emily Blunt. She's great. What did you think about Lady Gaga's look? So there was a Versace look that was just worn, what was it, three days before by Gigi Hadid. And it's- Gigi Hadid wore it before? On the runway. Versace's runway show that was in LA. So she- she wore it and I love the front. I felt like there was a lot of that look, very Dion Lee looking, where it looks like sheer with bustier. Yeah. But then the back was a little much. I feel like there was a lot of butts last night. The back is so low. It's low to a comical point to where you kind of lose the risque factor. I don't like it. I don't get like sexy. I don't get like, ooh, like it's risky, but she looks hot. I'm really excited for this next segment because I am so passionate about non-invasive beauty procedures. I love this. And I know that you're really passionate about it. Every time we talk about beauty stuff and what we like to do, I'm always amazed that you haven't had Botox yet. I feel like all my friends were getting it in their 20s, like preventative. And it makes sense to me. Like if you can't move that muscle, then... That makes sense. But I I will say that I do get it because I will notice like, oh, my, my forehead like is just so expressive. And I try to like piece it out. Like I don't need to be super frozen, but I am guilty. I get it. Oh, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I was just thinking if your body ends up becoming used to it, 
that it doesn't work later on in life is what I've heard. I, I mean, that's the what I've heard happens. I mean, like, I'm going to need this to last a while. Like, I'm going to need this in my 60s, so I can't start getting into my 20s. And then it's like, time's up, girl. Like, now you're done for the rest of your life. Does that make sense? Yeah, but like, at the rate that you're going, you'll be like getting your first Botox at like 65. And No, like, I, I think I'm... I'm definitely, it's going to be so much sooner because nothing ages you like having children. Oh my, I can only imagine you're stressed all the time. And so those brows are furrowed. I didn't even, I didn't think I needed Botox until like this year that I was like, yeah, yeah. So what I found really worked for my skin and I just felt really dewy and supple after and for weeks after was the acupuncture facial followed by, it was like a hand derma needling, like a derma, hydroderma needling. Yes, yes. And there's hyaluronic acid inside of the stamp. First is the acupuncture where they pinpoint, like with them, the acupuncture needles, they go into um, wrinkles, go into the wrinkles and folds in your face to release the muscle and relax it. And I would see you post this or story this when you were there. Yeah, do you remember that? Yes, yes. I loved it. So yeah, the first... Like so, the first treatment was the acupuncture facial, and then we'd follow it with that hydro stamping. And I felt like the combo really made my skin look amazing and really put off my feeling of needing to get Botox. So this treatment stimulates collagen naturally, as well as relaxing your facial muscles. So you're really helping your body create collagen inside. Like so, it's really a natural, healthy process. Acupuncture is so good for you already. You're not putting any chemicals or toxins in your body. So I found it to be really, so I found it to be a really great option and alternative. Sorry, I have questions. Kira. No, go ahead. Uh, like, so yeah. is this one person that you see and how often do you do it? Because I also think that it has different objectives than Botox. Because Botox, you're really freezing that muscle. And I've used it in different places for different things. Like obviously you have like the forehead wrinkles, or, but there's also like certain muscles that I use in my face that I don't like to use, but I'm not getting a plumping collagen building from Botox. So this is really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I went to Amanda and she opened up her practice. It was all holistic, um, homeopathic. She was a doctor. So she was just amazing. Just would look after your whole health. And she offered these beauty treatments as well. I loved going to her. I believe during COVID, I believe she closed her practice and like started a family. So if her practice is still open, we can definitely leave the link to her website in our in our description box. So the acupuncture was first and then the I'm going to call it hydro stamping because that's what I can remember. And that's the tool that it's, that was used, but I'm not sure if that's the exact name. But I think it's like also called microneedling. I've heard of that. Yeah, I think it's microneedling too. And what's like a pretty close comparable, if you want to do this at home, I found is the Beauty Bio Roller. There's also a bunch of like cheaper versions on Amazon. I found the Beauty Bio Roller to be really good in comparison. I have them both. Really like Beauty Bio's Roller. And I did use to use this with like a vitamin C serum and roll my face with it, especially like around the eyes and upwards with the cheek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just help that skincare oh. penetrate deeper. All right, so let's move on to our little game. Yeah, we're doing a beauty edition of Smasher Pack. We're talking about the really fluffy, dense fake lashes. There's one thing that God blessed me with, and I do have like really, really long lashes. So like I've rarely gotten lashes, but Mm -hmm. I do have a, but I do have a hard time with this on other people, not just like 
I haven't felt like I needed it. But sometimes like I feel like I can't see someone's eyes. Right. So is that a, is that a pass for you? Oh, that's a pass. Right. Yeah. I would say I, I've used fake eyelashes. I've used like the individual, but there's like a point where they look so heavy. If somebody likes that look, that's like their look. I don't like it. So it's a pass. <laughs> I call it the snuffleupagus. I agree. I think it looks so pretty, like maybe on a stage or something. There's definitely a place for it. But I think like every day waking up with these like giant, like thick, like I just, it looks uncomfortable, but it's just, it also doesn't look youthful. And I think that's the, yeah, I was going to say, are you saying like, uh uh-huh. It doesn't look youthful in my opinion. Like it doesn't look like a fresh face, but maybe this is like the fashion, you know, aesthetic part of, you know, the editorial in me that likes the fresh face, like minimal looking makeup and that kind of thing. And that's like beauty to me. But anyways, we can move on. Uh, Fox eye. That fox eye oh, well, you, for people who don't know, do you want to explain it really quick? If you don't know what it is, it's where you take like a barbed surgical thread and it's injected underneath like the hairline and it goes to the brow and then it's pulled back and secured. So it gives you a little bit of a brow lift. So it gives you like that cat eye, they call it a fox eye and like these models have it. And I actually got it and I wasn't intending to get it, but I just felt like my eyelid when I was doing my makeup, like my lids were just like drooping a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I didn't get like the very exaggerated, like if you like look on TikTok, you'll see like I'm like snatching it way back, Mm -hmm. but I just wanted like a little bit of lift and um, I really liked it. So I smashed. I think it's a smash for me. It's something I'd definitely consider. I like what it looks like. I definitely think like anything, there can be an extreme to where it doesn't look right. But I, I'm definitely giving it the benefit of the doubt. Smashing. Oh, um, this is for makeup. The fake freckle look. They're, you're either drying them on, like dotting them on, or there's like a kind of a spray that you can spray on your face and get these like freckles. This freckle I have look. not seen this spray. I think it's so cute. I don't have freckles. I, I would. It's so cute, right? Smash. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I haven't tried it. Yes. I love that glowy look. Um, I do get a couple of moles, so maybe I'll try this out. I've done it a few times. I've used like actually one of my eyebrow um, pens and done a couple of little freckles just to see. And I think it's cute. Okay, uh, fake nails. Hot topic. Press-ons, the fake glue-on nails. This is what I'm talking about, like the fake store-bought press-ons, not the fake salon ones. See, I have fake salon (laughs) ones. And like I studied music as a kid and like did art. So I was never able to do it. And I kind of had this like come to Jesus, like bucket list beauty. Did Jesus tell you to get fake nails? Jesus (laughs) sat me down and was like, Tamar, what's something that you've always wanted to do? And I said, Jesus, I want some fake, some really long nails because I took piano. And so I couldn't do it. I remember those piano days and they make you cut them down. So like, I, I don't know why, I mean, I was holding on to, cause I do a lot of stuff with my hands and I will tell you actually being on set and like zippers, buttons, when you're like having to do it really fast for other people over and over again, it really gets in the way. But, um, I've had like acrylics for two years now. So you like, but what, what about, about these store-bought fake nails? I actually think that I would prefer it. They look so good. People like love them. I was like at a gala the other week and like the bartender had these really amazing frozen theme, like Elsa, Olag, 
Oh, wow. Like, and she said that she there were press-ons. And I was like, she yeah, was the like, there were $9, game? girl. Mm-hmm. The press-on game has really stepped up. Elevated, yes. Elevated. It used to be very, t- I almost, I feel like it used to be taboo. Do you, re- yeah. do you recall that? Do you remember when it was like taboo to take leftovers home from like a restaurant? We, I grew up in that era where we changed from like, you do not ask for leftovers. Like so embarrassing. To being like a to, compliment to the to chef. Being like very normal. To where uh-huh, the waiter would uh-huh. be like, do you want to take that home? Like, can we wrap this up for you? And that's how I feel like fake nails have gone. They've gone from being like super taboo to just like Designer. everybody's got fake nails on. Like it's not a big deal. Yeah. Smash all the way. But yeah, you were saying there's like so many good ones. There's so many good um, versions, like some really, there's some really elegant chic versions. Like you don't have to go into the salon all the time now. And I don't, I frankly don't have the time or the desire to sit and get my hands like done. Like I'll go in sometimes. I have to try it. Like there are even some stylists that have artists paint press-ons to match outfits. And I think that, oh yeah, like blows my mind like that's so cool i i want to be that level i'm not okay so what are your thoughts on microblading and just like tattoo makeup in general i i have a lot of tattoos but i have not tattooed my brows i i think i would love to i think that it can be really really great for like a minimal no makeup go out of bed and go kind of lifestyle there's a very very low chances of me getting any sort of permanent makeup on my face but there was a time where I just wanted the ends of my eyebrows just to be a little bit fuller. I was tired of filling them in. So I went in for a consultation. I loved everything she said. I would probably go to this tech- this um, woman if I were to do it, but I'm just not sure if I'm really there yet. I feel like the permanent makeup, even though it does fade after like a year or two. But what if I you don't see- like it for that year? <clears throat> exactly. Like, a year or two especially- is still a long time to wait for your permanent makeup to go away. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I don't know if you waxed your eyebrows when you were younger. over tweezed like- <sighs> them. Yes. Have you I ever did. had someone do like a bad eyebrow job or like a shape that wasn't you? Like yes. I have a very specific eyebrow shape and someone gave me a totally different eyebrow shape. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> I mean, imagine that, like that takes scarred. like- Scarred. I'm scarred. Exactly. And I mean, that only takes three weeks to resolve just to grow the hair back. Um, nightmare. No, I'm sure you'd be happy because they, they draw it in for you first. You see what it's going to be. And I really do like the nano blade look. But again, if makeup and beauty, this stuff can be so trendy sometimes that you're going to go from getting like these full brow, like a, let's say you want like a full brow and then that's not really trendy anymore. Like you just have to go with the classic, what looks good on your face. A lot of people really like the lip blushing also. Have you heard of that? I have heard of it. I, especially in the winter, like my summer face is like totally different colors than my winter face. Like maybe in the winter, because like it's so fair and I have like, I feel like I have no contrast. Maybe it's like these permanent decisions that you can, you can get immediately with makeup, in my opinion. So you really have to love what you're getting done to your face permanently. Thank you for joining us on this beauty edition. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Styled Situation. Leave a review on our podcast on Apple Podcasts, right? Leave a review and that'll be really helpful for us. We're going to leave all the products that we talked about in the description box below, the description box of this podcast. And yeah, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.